and gentlemen, and welcome once more to After the Movie. My name is Erica, across from me always is Bob. Yo. And uh, we just watched Get Out. We are incredibly late to the party on this one, but uh, we are planning on seeing Jordan Peele's uh, next film, uh, which came out just this last weekend, Us. So we wanted to uh, watch this before diving into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you want to, uh, approach? I think this might actually be the first horror movie that we've ever done on this show. Uh, I, I think you're probably right, and But I, you don't really do horror. That's not really your genre. Well, I, I think the reason I don't, I don't usually enjoy horror movies is because they're usually really dumb. And you, I think you have a hard time getting into... The fun dumbness of things sometimes. Sometimes. I don't know. Horror is just, as a genre, never really done it for me. Um, and because, like, but because I can get into the dumbness of something like The Fast and the Furious. Right. Yes. True. Um, when it comes to a lot of horror movies, everything is just a dumb decision. That ends up being the downfall of so in, in so many respects. Yes, right. Like, there's but just, I think if it's good horror, which maybe you haven't seen a ton of, because there's a lot of bad horror. Yeah, that's just straight up like, what are we? What are we doing? What What is this? I, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about it, but this this is not a dumb movie. No, it's actually quite clever. Yes. Um, and but there's just so much so much quote unquote horror that. I've I just could never get into I, like I'm not into slasher stuff. Yeah, see slasher stuff for me too. It's just kind of, it's about the creative kill and eh. And I think, you know, for me if you're going to get into that's why like I think of um like Alien. You know, so I think a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's sci-fi thriller." The but, first Aliens a horror movie, and that's very well done. Mm-hmm. And the, so, I, I think it's one of those things. If it's done well, it's clever, and it's just not a series of dumb decisions. Right. Well, and I also I think you need to have it needs to be. And there needs to be deeper than just oh look teenagers let's go kill them. Yeah. There needs to be something behind it. That's like, oh, this is why I'm watching this. Okay. Uh, yeah, that it, it kind of, for me at least, you know, I know there's a market for that and fine. Mm-hmm. But I have, I'm looking for a little more. <laughs> no, yeah, and I can understand that. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to want to go and just sit and be, you know, watch something that's like a jump scare fest. Yeah. And I say this as someone who was like terrified by the first Paranormal Activity movie, but I mean... I don't know that I will. I mean, well, same production company as this. Is it Bloomhouse? Yeah. Oh. They do like all of the horror now, though. Mm-hmm. Their little tag at the beginning is really stupid, too. <laughs> but whatever. No biggie. So. I, di- I heard good things about the first paranormal activity. It scared the fuck out of me. Like, I legitimately can't watch it again. I watched <laughs> it when I was living on my own, and it just it scared the fucking shit out of me. I saw... One of the sequels, which one I don't know. Uh, we may have watched two or three together. It was uh, actually pretty solid. I, I know I watched one of them with the pool crew. Two is pretty dumb. 
because it's just trying to I, I don't know I thought three took it in a in an interesting way but it's diminishing returns because it's the same thing over and over and over again so mm-hmm. it's just like after three I tapped out but I don't know if they're still making them or not I don't think so I think they stopped after like five or something right but it's a cheap movie to make so you just right you keep doing it until it's the diminishing returns but get out get out uh no, excellent literally get out I mean, fuck you i thought it was excellent it was very well done yeah it's very interesting and very nice for a movie to live up to the expectation i think yes because i'll agree with that it's it's a movie that i don't think i've heard anyone say a bad word about mm-hmm. it's all been universal praise and it's nice to come in sit down and be like oh Okay, cool. Right, so, you go into a movie like this. And it's slightly a, concerned. Like a year later or more. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, can, I don't remember exactly when it came out, but... 2017? So, you know, we've only been hearing great things about it for that long, and you're always worried. You're like, oh, is this going to... It's always a concern with something that has universal acclaim. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know what I... One of the things... There, there's that bone. Yeah, it happens. Sometimes it picks up, sometimes it doesn't. So we'll see. There we go. Um, you know, one of the things that I really liked about this movie was while while what ends up happening is a surprise, it's not like just out of left field. It mm. builds up to it. Well, and uh, yeah, you, you, you're kind of aware of what's going on pretty early. I would say. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. That's not to say some people wouldn't be surprised by the reveal, but I feel like if you've seen a movie before, you know where this is going. It's just about yeah. more than that. Yeah, it was. It's you know something fucked up. They're gonna fucking do something to him, and it's just a matter of filling in the details. Well, and it's also a unique perspective because how many horror movies? One, the horror movie genre is a. a black guy don't survive black guy always dies so (laughs) it's nice to kind of have him be uh uh, mr daniel uh i'm gonna destroy his last name kaluuya he was also in uh black panther and a whole bunch of other stuff he's a really good actor um british yes um you couldn't hire an american black man yeah jesus yeah <laughs> but uh yeah in a genre where the black guys very very rarely survive to the end it's it's cool to but that's what you get when you you have uh different perspectives writing and directing where you actually right. have a a black man writing and directing it and it's you know it's not going to be just you know the, the typical whatever right well, you know, diversity matters. That's bad. That's bad, Bob. We can't have differing why? perspectives. But why can't the black man live sometimes? No, we can't have that. That's bad. Status quo, Bob. That's what's Status important. Status quo. Keep, keep, what's the, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> no, but you do need diversity in, in screenwriters, in directors, so you get different fucking perspectives. So it isn't. And just from a, a purely entertainment standpoint, like looking past the other people deserve to have a chance, it's just you get a unique movie out of it. You get a unique a unique good movie out of it. Mm-hmm. 
You yeah, know, I mean, it's always, oh, we get the same old shit, same old crap. And it's like, okay, well, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you go to film school and every other, like, white dude's uh, uh, film is about some prostitute that they're trying to save. You know, what I'd be really curious about Which is... Which you see so much of in film school, Bob. So much of it. it, it it's just like, really? Well, like, if you think about it... Um, why why do you get so much of that in film school? It's because who can afford to go to film school? Because mm-hmm. film school is not cheap. No. And, you know, you got rich white kids who can afford to go to film school. So, you know, it, it it's so it was a really cool take to see this other perspective. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And. Um, well, and appreciated that it doesn't shy away at all. It makes you stare right at the racism stuff. Mm-hmm. Even just the casual crap, you know? Well, I think that's what I think that's what's so interesting about this movie is it is like it is simultaneously so in your face, but because it doesn't like just spell it out or like just yell it at you, it's it's making you actually you 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 have to actually look at it and see well i will also say though we are two white people watching the movie i i think you know watching as is and i'm not you know presuming to i'm sure it's a very different it's a very different experience i'm sure i'm sure you know if you're black and you watch this movie you're like yeah i've been at that party before yep yep that's i know yep 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 um but but to present it in such a way as like you, as long as you're not just the worst, so white, um, as long as you're watching it and you're open, like you can see the uncomfortableness. Well, because it builds up just from the little microaggressions. Like you wouldn't think saying, oh, well, I would vote for Obama a third time. It's like, you would never do that. Like, stop it. You know, don't say, or the... Uh, the, the the dad suddenly being like my man and you know all that kind of stuff it's little shit like that that's like nobody nobody thinks of that as like a quote unquote bad thing mm-hmm. but it's still something right like you're changing your demeanor because of the color of the dude's skin so mm-hmm. so it, it's it's just very interesting to watch you know and and um, I think. Uh, well, we'll get to the ending later, but um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I was gonna go with that. No, but it does. It does a really good job of you know. First, it's the little, the little like stuff, mm-hmm. or even the conversation they have at the beginning, and we don't know. Obviously, spoilers are bound for a two-year-old mm. movie that she's in on it, and he's just like, hey, have you told them that I'm black? Because that's kind of a conversation that should be had before. It sucks that it does have to happen, but, you know, maybe you should have said something. And it's, it's, things are, like, not off, but, like, kind of off from the start. Yeah. Yeah, everything is just, nah. just just slightly askew. Well, and I, and I like that. Like it it starts that slightly askew and it just progressively 
gets more and more and more, and more and like more. well and it gets I, I appreciate that it goes full weirdness right like it, it really does go to complete off the rails um I know you had some comparisons to other things in mind. I mean, the number one thing that jumped out to me is the comparison to John Malkovich being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to make some stupid fangirl thing, but we're having a serious discussion. A, uh, so. a stupid fangirl thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to resist type, and we're having a serious conversation here. So so how is this like drifting, Erica? I wasn't going to say it was like drifting. It's not like drifting at all. You're a monster. Don't, I am trying to have an adult conversation, and you're just being a douchebag. And I don't appreciate that. Well, you know. It's totally like the precursors, Bob. Like, how could you not see that? <laughs> Fuck you. I hate you. You're the worst. We're going to watch, like... The Lego, no, I can't say the Lego movie. Um, Charlie I, Day is in the Lego yeah, movie. That's exactly. an easy one. That's an Robert, easy one. That's I very, know. very easy. <sighs> Name anything and I can get there. We're we're going to go back. We're, we're going to go watch the Alien reboot. I was just about yeah, to say yeah. that. And I'll be able to do it. You You'll think be I like, won't be able to do it? I'll be Alien able to Alien got its influence it. from Pacific Rim. Well, unless Guillermo del Toro has a time machine and made Pacific Rim before Alien. I don't know how uh, Alien would get its influence from Pacific Rim, but... You'll make the connections. Oh, a connection will be made. Don't you worry, because that's just what I do on this show now. It's the meta AU. You think you're being clever? Don't you? (laughs) You do. You can tell if you think you're being clever. But you're not. not. Get out. Get out. Uh, uh, um... Uh, yeah, I was trying to be an adult and we just completely got, got, come on. You knew that wasn't going to last. I know, I know, but I was trying Bob and I feel like I should get credit for trying. I am white, so I should get credit for that. (laughs) For actually doing what I said I was going to do, but for the intention. Well, that should get you like $2 million. Right. Right off the bat, right? Exactly. Okay. I loved the friend. The friend was great. The friend was amazing, and I love how they they tied in the the just the TSA ness because his friend works for the TSA, mm-hmm. and it's um the the way they tied it into the end, and we'll we'll talk about the ending in a little while, but I I appreciated that greatly. Um, I also th- well I don't think he ever actually lit up, but smoking doesn't usually play a very prominent role in in movies anymore so i enjoyed that as well yeah and, and how they were basically like really giving him shit for it when it's like eh, lots of people still smoke like let's let's, let's well and I, I do like how it it um i do like how it ties into the movie mm-hmm. you know and uh why they wouldn't want you to smoke <laughs> um I, yeah, I really, I, you know, I really dug the the actual underlying story and what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the silent auction was fucking hysterical. Oh, with the bingo cards. 
I love that it was bingo cards. Like, what white nonsense is this? It's just fantastic. Um, I think before we, we move further into the movie, though, we have to talk about that first hypnotism scene. Yeah. Because the so- one, the sound design in this movie is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You're, the next time you hear that, that spoon going around a teacup, that's such a specific, like, noise and just the little tinkling and the scraping throughout that entire first scene is just like well and listen to that coupled with the rain mm-hmm. and it shifting back and forth and um i'm gonna talk about our sound system for a moment here we go uh See, I talk about Pacific Rim all the time. Bob talks about the setup all the time. So we all have our vices, ladies and gentlemen. And we will not apologize for them. (laughs) I would assume that this is why you listen to this stupid fucking podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, It was really cool um, with having the surround to hear. It it really helps you, like, pick up on those changes in sound and when one fades in and one doesn't and one fades one fades in, one fades out. Um, and to be able to bring the sound behind you. Um, well, it really gives you a sense of the space. Yeah. In the scene. Yeah. I've, I One of the things that I do feel is lost a little bit, especially uh, with like sound bars or um, if God forbid you're using the speakers on the back of your television. Don't use the speakers on the back. No, get a sound bar, please. Get a, at least please get the get, very least to get a sound bar. Get a sound bar. You get one for like 50 bucks. Right. Do yourself a favor. You'll feel better if you have a sound bar. Um, it, you know, with those single, you know, those stereo speakers, it, it doesn't give a lot of range for you to hear those subtle things. And, um, you know, it's one of those things I know a lot of people won't appreciate it. But if you if you can get that experience, like, and, you know, you're listening for it. It just adds so much more depth to the movie. Yeah. And like when he falls into the couch and you get that boom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you really feel it. Mm-hmm. Well, that whole scene is just great because it's it's her and she keeps like he's trying to be polite. Right. When she first like invites him to sit down and it's like, all right, fine. It's my girlfriend's mom. I'll sit down. And then she just keeps pressing and pressing and pressing. And gets to the point where he's, you know, he's paralyzed and he can't move and she's making him relive this horrific memory and Mm -hmm. he starts crying and it's amazingly acted. And then uh, when he does go into the sunken place that really like before uh, it starts pulling back and you're getting the blackness around the edges of of the screen, that really flat angle where they pull back from and it does look like you're just watching like a TV from like really, really far away. Yeah. And the way they echo that at the end of the movie with the actual TV is awesome. Yeah. I just very, everything's very thought out. Yes. Which as anyone knows, we, we appreciate that kind of shit. Um, Well, and it's very well thought out and it's well executed, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's a lot of things that in movies where it's like they've, they you sit down and they've thought it out and there's a million reasons but they don't execute it well. Well, or so it's, then like, it's like, well, what was the point not. of that? Right? Does that kind of tie back later? Like, like I even like that. Not only so on their way up to the house, mm-hmm. they hit a deer, yep. and that becomes important not only symbolically but uh, uh, to um, Chris was the character's name, right? Yep. 
because his, when his mom passed, she was hit by a car and he didn't call. He was, you know, he didn't call to say that she was missing and she was alive after she got hit, but she died bleeding out on the side of the road. And you find that out uh, later in the movie. Yep. But, um, so they hit this deer on the way uh, up mm-hmm. and, you know, that's why he goes back to just kind of see it, kind of reliving that, you know, that trauma. Um, though, did you make the argument that he didn't, because he says he doesn't remember a lot from then, did he just not want to talk about it? And was it the session with the mom, the first session, that kind of made him remember? No, I kind of got the... did you imp- not get that feeling? I No, I kind of got the impression that... That's just something he didn't want to talk about. Yeah. That was more what I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But there's a whole lot of gaslighting going on. Yes. Like, not only from the family, but a little bit from the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Because at first, she's like, oh, no, yeah, like, I'm so sorry. Like, after that first night with just the parents, she's like, I can't believe my father. I'm sorry about my brother. Like, what the fuck? You know, kind of lulling him into that. Not false sense of security, because he's like, yeah, I fucking told you so. Like, you know, this is just kind of what happens. But then the next day, with the party with all of the old people, she becomes a little more like, yeah, okay. Like, all right, now it's, yeah, sure. All right, honey. Yeah, okay. It's all in your head. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. she unplugged your phone. Oh, my God. That moment where he's in the the bedroom and he just talked to his friend. And I think it's Georgina was the uh, uh, maid's name. Yep. And when she walks, she's slowly walking in and the camera's just like really tight on her face. And then um, I forget the exact line that he says, but he says something to the effect of... You know, it, it it sucks being the, you know, only, like, black person around all these fucking white people or something like that. And she, like, one single tears it. And you're just like, oh, my God. But then, like, she, you know, uh, uh, suppresses it. And, God, I want to make another comparison, but I'm not going to. And it, the horrible old white lady who is now in her body has, like, tamped her back down. And is like, nah, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. So then you have later, what I like that they also establish, that uh, the Flash, mm-hmm. and I like that they used it again at the end of the movie, because uh, he's trying to, this, um, he sees another black person at this uh, party, and he goes up and he's like, oh, thank fucking Christ, right? But he's talking like in the geriatric white guy, like just using that kind of verbiage and cadence. So he tries to take a picture of the guy later with his phone and the flash brings him out of it. And it's this uh, uh, Andre, I think they said his name was, who's been missing. We see him right at the beginning of the movie. He's uh, uh, walking through a neighborhood. It sounds like he's somebody either gave him directions or whatever, but he gets picked up and we see what happens to him. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, he starts running at Chris. He's like, get out. You've got to get out of here. And there's your you know, title of the movie, but uh, I thought that was, that was very effective too, because it is just this like, Chris knows that, he already knows that something is wrong just on the very surface level of being, I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. the only black person here, and this is just fucked up, but then there's all the other shit that keeps compounding and compounding, where it's just like, we just gotta get the fuck out of here, man. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's, 
what I think is so effective about this movie is if if you had you know a similar situation um where maybe it was a white per- you know they the lead character's a white person um and they noticed all this weird behavior maybe you know you may have tried to bolt a lot earlier but there's a part of it that's like i have to be polite i have to be i know these white people are just being weird to me because I'm black, right? Because I'm so black. I need to be mm-hmm. right, very tolerant, and he's really pushed to the edge there. Where he's just oh, yes. the looks on his—he has these great little like, just little mannerisms, right? or that little head tilts, where it's like, huh? Okay, mm-hmm. that's great. Can you imagine going and marketing this product to people, to your rich white friends? Oh, they'd be all over it. Cause, cause, you know, I I hesitate to, uh, you know, quote a Louis C.K. bit from a long time ago, but being white is great, but you're gonna pay dearly for this someday, <laughs> like dearly. So, but they they say it during that party where it's the one guy is like, oh yeah, you know, being black that's like in fashion right now. And like they're saying all this horrific shit, and you're just kind of like, "What the fuck?" But it's it's because they know the tide is turning, and it's all right. Well, we wanted, yeah, I, I want to be on that bandwagon. Well, they even get, and in- it's such a douchebag white way of thinking because it's like, what? No, there's so much shit that they like other people other than us have to deal with that you're so blind to. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, yeah, it'll be fine. Totally fine, but then they're still in their little insular community, so I guess it is all fine. Mm-hmm. That hat they had poor Andre in there. I mean, he was rocking it. That was great. So should we we talk about the ending then? Yeah. So I appreciated that they kept. Uh, I, I don't remember what the friend's name was. Um. Was it Rod? Sounds right. Was the TSA guy? perfection I, I i adored him well and it's such a heavy movie you needed that little bit of levity mm-hmm. in there it was very appreciated well and you come from you've got what's what's funny is that a, a lot of people will know jordan peele from key and peele and how funny he is mm-hmm. so then you have this horror movie but who better to insert some actual comic elements into it than someone who is genuinely, genuinely funny. funny? Right. Well, and not only that, but it is such a it's a heavy movie. Yeah. So you do need those moments of like of kind of almost nervous, tense laughter. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, his friend keeps trying to call because Chris, uh, I think, texts him. Uh, picture of Andre and then uh, I don't know if he says something else in there but soon after that they're like Chris is like no we need to leave I'm, I'm done with this we just need to go and he finds all these pictures of um, I forget the girlfriend's name I want to say Kate but no it's Rose 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 um, with her with a different black guy so it's clear that she's somewhat in on it and it's not revealed completely until she's like yeah i have the car keys and you're you're not getting those well i in that moment 
you're you're like which there's like seven ways this could go and uh because we've established that hypnotism is a thing right so and she holds it till that very like for for a while you know and then she's like yeah nah and it's great yeah it's awesome Mm -hmm. it's just tension 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 and then shit goes down well and i what what's she is so great like after she turns oh she's like a completely different person yeah it's awesome and she does uh just that's who she is okay she was on uh girls her dad is brian williams news disgraced news anchor brian williams really yeah (laughs) i thought she looked familiar but no, she like, yeah, that turn and just the ice queen. Yeah. It, it's very, well, in that scene where they have her sitting at the, the kitchen table and she's talking to uh, Rod and her mouth is moving, but the rest of her face is just completely like, it's terrifying. Yeah. With that really icy blue kind of lighting they had on there. It was glorious. Yeah. So what I do really appreciate, though... And uh, the we rented the movie, um, so it came with it showed an alternate ending that you didn't want to watch. I didn't no because I was very satisfied by the ending that we got. Normally I'm like, okay, well that's the ending, so we're fine, you know, whatever. Um, the ending, the alternate ending is much darker. It's uh, Chris ends up. Well, should we talk through what actually happens, or just kind of have a discussion? We can just have a discussion, right? I'm assuming. You've you've seen this movie if if you've wanted to see it unless you're like us and whatever you should see this movie though we'll get that out of the way right here <laughs> in which case you'll have watched yeah, whatever um, no you know I the the ending that they they shipped you know it's one it it subverts the horror genre in general. Well, it subverts expectation too. Where it's always like you've got you've got like two expectations that are being subverted. One, there's the black guy subversion that oh he you know it's actually ends right. up w- working out for him. Right. Um, and two, there's um, well there there's the you're not gonna live subversion. Okay, he lives, mm-hmm. and then. You know, just the way the movie is set up, you're expecting that when the police get there, well, because they established that earlier in the film when they hit the deer, cop shows up, and he uh, uh, takes her ID because she uh, she was driving, and I appreciate that they established that he doesn't drive because he was like, oh, I just have a state ID, yeah, which was like. I see. I see what you're doing see, over there. See, I was half, but you're also half expecting it to be like um, a hot fuzz situation where the whole town's in on it. Um, well, I mean, depending on where the rich friends live, it could be the whole town, right? But it's it's interesting. It's it just they set it up at the beginning that the cops aren't necessarily. They're always going to be viewing him through that racial lens, right? Because they're out in the fucking boonies so Mm -hmm. it's just like well i need to see this guy's id and i need to make sure that he's not doing anything you know 
doing anything weird. Untoward. Untoward. This is not toward. Um. Uh, but I, I also. So. But what I'm saying, what I was yeah. getting at, is when you see those lights start reflecting off his skin at the very, very end, you're like, oh, mother, like, son of a bitch. So then when the door opens and it says airport on there, you're like, yes! My man. Well, in the second he sat down, I knew exactly what he was going to say. Oh, but I love that they did it. Yeah. Because you're ending on this... You need that moment of levity because it's been a little heavy the last couple minutes. I mean, it's cathartic. Because it's all these horrific, like, monsters getting what's coming to them. I I can't tell you how happy it made me to see someone killed with a mounted deer's head. It was pretty great, wasn't it? <laughs> all the kills were wonderful. The bocce ball death. Though I guess he didn't really die, but... Yeah, stabbed with the antlers. That was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, she never have candles in the uh, operating theater. That just seems like you're asking for trouble. Um, well, and then I loved when he he comes back upstairs. So they they have him uh, in the basement, and they're doing preparing this ritual, right? Uh, I forget exactly what they called it, but it's it's what they're gonna do is uh, Stephen Root is in this movie. He plays a blind art dealer, which I also enjoyed. He wasn't in it a lot, but I thought he did a really good well, job with what that, he was given. That, that, like, it couldn't have been a minute of screen time, that conversation. Which conversation? Between him at and Chris. At the end or, like, the middle of the movie? In the middle of the movie. Yeah. Because um, it, it, it just, there's so much there in that very little bit. Well, and it's he's he's finding this kind of common ground, maybe you know. Oh, here's somebody that I've, can I can connect with, you know, right. at this fucking party. But he just wants to use me for something. Yeah, it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the whole thing is fucked. It's exceptionally up. fucked up. So uh, ultimately, what the plan is, Stephen Root uh, at the bingo auction, which again, outstanding, um, ends up winning, you know. Daniel's body or uh, Chris's body excuse me so they're going to move his brain because the dad is a neurosurgeon with they, which they establish early and that the son mm-hmm. is also going to become a doctor um, oh it's great though because every little line even at the beginning where it's they're, they're making comments about oh how the Armitage is the uh, the uh, uh, the groundskeeper and the, the maid and, oh they've been very good to us all just the little every line and nothing is wasted Yep. In this movie. Um, so uh, the plan is to put Steven Root's brain into uh, uh, Chris's body. And Chris will still be there, but he won't be in control. Yeah. And it's just, you're explaining this and, oh, it's... It's chilling is what yeah. it is. And, and it makes that scene with Georgia before even more chilling because it kind of, you know, something's off and very, very wrong. But then it's like, oh, my God, no, she's still she's still there. I have one question. If it's related to what I think it's related to, I'm going to flip this table out the window and strangle you against the wall. How did he get the cotton in his ears? Oh, I'm assuming he bent down 
He wasn't tied by his waist at all. He could get his head towards his hands. Thank you. I appreciate that. He was going to get violent. That's all I'm saying. We have another stand that's very close to me. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, and I loved that. But then once he took it out, I was like, no, she's still upstairs. Keep it in your ears. But when they when he gets up there, after taking care of the dad and the son, and they both see the teacup, because that's kind of the triggering noise that, you know, knocks him back. Mm-hmm. And him getting to it first. Oh, and then when she stabs him through the hand. But he's just so over it. He's like, no, I don't even feel like, no, no, this is done. This is over. This is done. You're all done. Um, But uh, no, yeah. I mean, we can keep walking through and just being like, remember, this was was awesome. Uh, Yeah, it it was just, it was really nice. Like, I'm, I'm glad that that he included the alternate ending with his commentary. The commentary, I think, really kind of informs it because when he was, uh, he said when he was writing it, it was uh, during the Obama presidency and we were living in quote-unquote post-racial America, which we all know is is horseshit, if you don't know that. But sorry to be the one to have told you that. Um. So he really wanted the ending to be this gut punch of like, well, no, yeah, there, this is this massive injustice. He just lived through this entire fucking ordeal, managed to get himself out, but he ends up in jail for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, the big thing at the end is when he, he hits Georgia with the car because she like throws herself in front of it, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he stops and he's like... <sighs> And he goes back for kind of, you know, symbolically with the mom as well. And that's that's why he got caught, because he stopped and he went back to help. And that gave um, Rose time to get out and get to him. So, but it's, and I'm not anti-downer ending, but with something like this, and maybe this is just to like assuage my own white guilt. I think you needed the the ending in the car with Rod where he looks over and he's like, I fucking told you not to go to the house. You needed that kind of well, <laughs> that it, exhale. I think it's one of those situations where the downer ending is almost the easy ending. And I think it's the more obvious ending because I yeah. think when you see, like I said earlier, when you see the the cop lights, that's immediately what your head goes to, or he's getting fucking shot, right? Yeah. So to have that subverted and have it be Rod, to me, makes it a stronger movie. In, in a way that's not just absurd. Right. Exactly. Because it makes sense. Because you see, uh, Rod is like he goes to the police. That scene was amazing, yeah, too. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Where he's trying to explain what's happened because he's convinced that he, he, Chris has been turned into a sex slave. <laughs> but it's um, that scene at the at the police office was amazing, too. He keeps dropping that he's TSA. It's just, it's amazing. Um, uh, but so that's all kind of built up. So yeah. it makes sense when he drives out there. You know, who I don't know if he track the phone or if he was able to it was TSA though he was able to he handles it he handles his shit 
So no, I personally like the ending that we that they went with, because mm-hmm. again, I, I don't think while the downer ending would have been that gut punch, I think it was you needed a win. Yeah, you know, you needed a hero, especially in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, which I believe is when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2016 or 2017? I, I have it right here. I should probably fucking look. 2017 mm-hmm. came out in February. It was made for 4.5 million, and it made 255 million. But again, it's different perspectives. You can't always have shit from that same. I don't want to go and constantly see the same movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I think maybe you could make the argument with us when we go to all the Marvel movies, but I I think they've been getting a little bit not. A little bit more diverse with their directors, too. I mean, you look at something like Thor Ragnarok with uh, Taika, and then you look at Black Panther with Ryan Coogan. It's 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 different perspectives on a well-worn genre. Uh, even Captain Marvel with, I, I think, uh, uh, the directing team, one of them is a woman. It's, it's Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, too, right. It's we need that so we can see this, this, this old shit anew. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't need it doesn't need to be Michael Bay every time. Doesn't it though? No, it doesn't. It really yeah, doesn't. Yeah. Does he have a movie coming out this year I that I can drag you to? Don't think we need so. a shitty movie this summer that I can drag you to, Bob. Well, there's so many movies we're going to that we don't anticipate to be shitty that I don't think we could fit a shitty movie. No, in. No, the next couple like months we're pretty well stacked. I was going through the calendar today and I was like, oh fuck. We got, we got a lot to see. Mm-hmm. Gotta make use of that $5 movie night. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, very, this was, uh, I was pleasantly, uh, I'm not going to say surprise because I was expecting it to be good. It was nice to have expectations be met. Yes. And I'm anticipating us even more now. Because that's another one. I haven't looked at any reviews. I've, you know, haven't read any spoilers, which is very weird for me. Um, but everything that I've heard is that it's great. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Do hope Luther shows up. Let's <laughs> just do a movie of Luther. Like, okay, yeah, you got all the acclaim now. You've got all that. You could even get Barry to come in and make an appearance, I bet. He's not doing nothing no more. Oh, yeah. He's going to the Qualtrics conference. That's all he's doing. <laughs> yeah. hey, come on. Come on, Barry. Be in my movie. Hey, man. Hey. Hey. Come on. You know you want to. Hey. You know you want to. I'd watch a Luther movie. That'd be great. Hi. <laughs> 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 Take that shit back to the lab, Mitt. Because you lost. <laughs> <laughs> now, Luther, I said no hammer dancing. Sorry. Like, this is a, That's a hole we can just fall down into that we don't need to but um yeah so bob where does this fall on the hot dog scale see i I get the feeling that you really hope that i'll forget to ask (laughs) that at the end of every episode but i'm not going to mostly for jack's sake so jack if you're listening it's 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 for you just so you know so where does it land bob where's it at that on the hot dog scale Where does this fall in the hot dog? So. Stumped, folks. 
Well, here's the thing is I really need to spend some time and like really like sit down and kind of build the scale out no. a little bit. Where does it fall? You got to let what kind of a hot dog is this? You you know, you've committed to the scale already. It is not my fault that you have not sat down and zhuzhed out the scale. That is not my problem. That is not the dozens problem. We need an answer and we need it now. This is <coughs> This is a Deetson Watson hot dog on the uh, split top bun with Dijon mustard. Okay. All right. Do you enjoy that kind of a hot dog? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, you could say any kind of a hot dog. The people don't know your hot dog tastes, Bob. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but <laughs> there aren't, the only hot dogs I don't like are ones that have onions on them, so. Because you're a communist. Well, because onions are gross. You're gross. I'm not the only one that thinks onions are gross. Who else thinks onions are gross? Lots of people. Yeah, you can't name we, anybody, though, can we're you? We're a silent majority. Oh, sure you are. Don't, 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 Okay. <laughs> I have been restraining myself <laughs> so much in this episode. I was sitting down there, and when shit happened, I was like, Erica, all of the comparisons you can make. And I have held the fuck back. I have reined in that, that, that fucking lion for you, the dozens, who are so sick of hearing about it. But I mean, you know, if we, it, it, just if we want the dozens to understand, uh, my favorite hot dog, is the Red Hot Ranch hot dog. Um, now, we should say Red Hot Ranch is a hot dog stand in Chicago. There yes. are two locations, mm-hmm. and they are both... It, it's, a, it's a good fucking hot dog. It's it's pretty straightforward. You know, uh, if you know the Chicago-style hot dog, you know it's the seven ingredients. Um, this is not a Chicago-style hot dog. It's uh, certainly simpler. Um, They only have four ingredients. They have relish, mustard, pepper, and onion. And I always get it just the relish and mustard. Um, But that relish they have in Their relish is really good. And they do the thing where they, they put the potato into the fry cutter. And they cut the potato, and it just goes right in the fryer. Right into the fryer, and it's, it's it just so makes good. you happy. It makes you really happy yeah. to see it. And they're open till four in the morning, which is right where you want to be. It's just, it's per it, it it and the hot dog is is it's a Vienna beef hot dog. It's just perfectly cooked. Um, I literally the hot dogs the podcast. I think I ate eight hot dogs one day. There was the one day where we had people coming in for the wedding, and every time you drove to the airport, you were like. You want to get a hot dog? Well, I wanted to feed them. I know. So it was coming from a from a, a benevolent place. In the place of I wanted hot dogs. I understand. So so that's my favorite. Um, you know, I do uh I do enjoy a Chicago style dog. Um I I don't get the onion and I usually don't get the pepper. But I like the idea of the pepper more than I like the actual pepper. Yeah. Like, usually I will get the pepper on there, but I'll end up taking it off. Sometimes Som- I'll have it on there, but I just like the, just kind of the residual pepperness, Sometimes, which is weird. Sometimes for me, though, the Chicago-style dog is just, it's got too much on it. Well, um, I think it's, again, welcome to Hot Dogs, the podcast. It's about the distribution of ingredients when you've mm-hmm. got, like, 
I like everything kind of chopped up in a really nice thin for me, pickle on there. The, for me, the, what usually gets in the way of the hot dog is usually the tomato slices. Well, that's what I'm saying. I like it when yeah. they're diced up. I don't like the big slice on there. I like them diced like the onions yeah. and the relish are. I, I mean, half like, the time the pickle just comes off and you just eat well, it. Well, I mean, yes. But I the, like that's why I like it when it's really thin. But the real secret mm-hmm. of the Chicago-style hot dog, celery, celery salt. Gotta have the celery. I was born here, motherfucker. I know that shit. Um, But maybe the dozens don't. I'm sure some of the dozens do. I'm sure. But if you didn't, now you do. Now you do. I mean, I like, I like a cheese dog. I know you think they're disgusting, but I like a cheese dog. Um, I like a chili dog. Oh, you have you have referenced chili dogs on this podcast. Oh, chili dogs. Um, I will have just a plain fucking hot dog. And you know well, where I know we get that is yes, Wrigley. I know. Yep. You've mentioned that I think the last podcast we one of the last ones we yeah. did. I think you uh, might have been Captain Marvel where you uh, referenced that as oh, a very good the dog. plane just Wrigley dog. Well, we got to make sure we get out to a few games this year. It's just such a pain in the ass to go there. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Uh, Sox Park is so like much you're easier. Seventy years old. Shut up. It, Shut you up. Go to a game at, you go to a game at Wrigley. You don't get home until like two o'clock in the morning. So you go on a Friday, you take the next day off. <laughs> okay, Al. <laughs> well, see, I'm not like a diehard Cubs. I, like, I just like baseball. So for me, going to Sox Park makes so much more sense mm-hmm. because, one, it's infinitely cheaper mm-hmm. and the food's really good. I will say they do have a very good Polish down at Sox Park. And occasionally the Sox play good teams. So you can see good baseball. Yeah, but Javi isn't down there. No. El Mago. All right, we've gotten wildly off track. Uh, so yes, get out. I think we would both definitely recommend uh, go see it if you haven't already. Um, and then uh, uh, next on our docket, uh, we are going to see us. So that'll be the uh, next uh, episode that we have. And then we've got whole bunch of shit we've got shazam we've got hellboy and then we start getting into may and may is stacked this year so mm-hmm. detective pikachu bob oh i can't wait for detective that pikachu stupid stupid movie oh yeah what's what do we got coming up like later in the summer Late summer it opens up quite a bit there's not as much i think i've got us uh scheduled with something we can do until at least uh, might be the beginning of July when yeah. Spider-Man comes out. So I do have a list of uh, movies, though, that we, we've said that we've wanted to see and um, stuff that's been recommended to me. Uh, we still have a lot of the Charlie Day filmography to build out. And uh, What else has he done? Oh, he's done stuff. Don't okay. you worry. Okay. I've had a few things recommended to me by the lovely Sass, so mm-hmm. she gets it. No one else does, but she gets it. <laughs> all right folks uh again thank you for uh hanging out with us uh to discuss this movie uh go check out teampumaknife.com we have battery of other podcasts subtle interference uh improvised weapons uh real play D podcast we've got um oof i wrote that is on a bit of a pause we had a uh, uh someone had a recent addition to the family so we're a little uh, uh behind on that but hopefully we'll be coming back shortly and then in 
a scant what three weeks god's back baby so we uh i've got some ideas for this season we'll see if they end up panning out i would like to have some guests on you know, talk a little bit more, uh, see what other people's perspectives are on the series, though I do think pretty much everybody kind of holds, uh, at least of uh, where the series is now, our opinions. And I'm sure there's people that would love to come on and yell at me for my mispronunciation of the names, which I am doing only out of spite at this point. Uh, so that comes back in a few weeks. Um, uh, possibly even, you know, uh, sooner because this will be coming out in a, a few weeks' time, this episode that we're recording right now. So, yeah, check out TeamPoopandKnife.com, guys. we got a lot of good content up there for you. Did we remember to plug Squarespace? Uh, they don't give us any money. Oh, I thought that was just something you do if no. you have a podcast. No, they don't give us money, so... Oh, that's what that is. That is what that is, yes. Okay, fuck Squarespace. Fuck Squarespace. <laughs> Let's just completely burn that bridge before it was even built. <laughs> I'm down with that. So thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Have a lovely evening, and we will chat with you soon. Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>